Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today, Sense of Soul is so excited to have our guest, Jasmina Agrillo, share. Jasmina is recognized as the Soul Essence Coach, the Wellness Psychic, and the Sacred Heart of Christ Healing Channel. She's also a keynote speaker, and she is a survivor of a life-threatening brain tumor that she used her intuition and mindfulness training for full body healing. Amazing. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning. Beautiful name. Thank you. Very, very original, and I've never heard it before. Really? Well, it has, yeah. per- it, the, its origins are actually Persian, but I'm Sicilian, Italian. And oh, apparently okay. in my family tree that they immigrated the Agrillos uh, from Persia uh, centuries okay. ago to uh, Sicily. But um, it's a spiritual name too as well. So it um, comes from the angelic realm. And my spiritual teacher at the age of 30 acknowledged that. And she, I never told her about my name. She knew it. So, as Nina, my family is from New Orleans. And you know, really? that is where they, that's where they originally immigrated to. When I've heard the full story, I, was, I just learned it not too long ago doing my ancestry. When they were first invited, their thoughts were, well, we can have these Sicilians come over and they can replace the slaves. Yeah. And when, uh-huh. yeah, when they got here, they're like, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> we have some very soul resilient ancestors. And yeah. they are helping us right now. Yeah. Their energy field is help their information, the their their love, uh, their soul resilience is helping us uh, get through this yes. right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people just assume that the majority of them came way of New York. You know, the biggest um, group of them actually came way up New Orleans. My mom grew up telling me many stories of the Italian community there, and most of them were from Sicily or Palermo yes. and the Marcellus family, especially, and how really they were the protection of their city. The Italians were really the protection of the people. Yeah, this is, it's just a great spirit. And it is. Um, I have such really powerful intuitives um, in the Sicilian, my Sicilian side, but also in my, my mom's side, and she's Italian. And the Italians and the, and the Sicilians would say, we are not Italian. We have a different yeah. language, different culture. Do not say we are Italian, that yeah. we are Italian. So I grew up with both sides of the equation. It's so funny. I but love it. That is so funny. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Oh, oh thank you. Oh my gosh. Uh, your story is amazing. I really enjoyed to do this, but I want to engage everyone that's listening. If you wouldn't mind uh, to play along with me, we're all about soul connection and we have so much great love and light uh, of information coming uh, into us, both from uh, our own soul source connection that is unique, but also ancestrally and all the divine beings that are uh, waiting to Uh, work with us and to communicate with us. So I just invite you all just to take a simple heart-focused breath. Breathing in and breathing out and do a, a short invocation. Dear my beloved soul source, 
all those beloved beings, those beloved divine beings, I invite you to be with me now and have your message appropriate for me at this time, for this day, to come to me so that I hear it coming into my heart and translating it through my brain. Let me hear this message very clearly today so that I may take it forward and bless my day with love and greatest light. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Wow, thank you. <laughs> when you were talking, I, I had this very strong thought about why we named our business and our podcast Sense of Soul. Yes. And it really does really connect with your purpose, just really truly understanding and connecting with your soul and sensing it, feeling it, using it for discernment through your life, for guidance, and for communication. Yes. Yes. That has been the challenge of my life. And that's why I, I'm all about soul. And that's why I inspire others and help them communicate with their soul. Because without that, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So were you like Shanna and I, we both had to go through a lot of trauma to finally get to a place where we knew it was way overdue in time to get to know ourselves and our souls. Yes. I've had lots of trauma. That's <laughs> the way we have to learn because how would we know, you know, yeah. um, if we didn't have anything, like how, if we didn't have any trauma, what's there to forgive? We wouldn't know to let go, to bring love to, to communicate with our soul, to yeah. receive God. Yeah, I know. I wish it weren't like that, don't you? <laughs> I sure do. I wish when I was younger, someone would have explained all of this and connecting with myself and getting to love and know myself first and yeah. to go within. Yeah. But unfortunately, I had to take the hard road. <laughs> um, you know, I posted on my Instagram yesterday this quote, and it says, "My brain speaks total fuckery unless I turn my soul on." Exactly. <laughs> Isn't that the thing? It's like we have to ask. That's a virtue. That's called humility. Yes. And I think mm, right I now you. the whole world is on its knees, and mm-hmm. humility is coming in because of all the challenges throughout the pandemic. We have to ask, but the soul world is there for us behind the scenes, so to speak, actually communicating with us to the extent we are open enough to receive. I've always been amazed in my life. Like, you know how sometimes you have a desire for something or you have a need and someone comes along and provides that need for you. Say you're looking for a new house to live in, a new place to live in. And you, you happen to come across someone that has an idea for you, a place for you, an opportunity for you to find a more ideal living space. So, so this information is vast and we, we pick up on other people's needs and information. So we're serving when we're in what I call the soul space, which is to be in a state of gratitude, of appreciation then we are broadcasting information and we are serving. And so other people doing the same in whatever way that they do that. So uh, I'm always amazed how things will come about uh, in my life 
that I really need and want, and it's time for me to have them, and it, it just happens that way. Synchronicity, we call it. But so, do you feel like there is a call out to the light workers of the earth who have this purpose or who have these gifts that are able to be guided? The awakened ones. Right? Yes, yes, we are called. We are called. We are being tested to be resilient, to stand strong, and it's tough. Um, oh, so you know? tough. Yeah. And you know, as I was getting ready this morning, I'm thinking, okay, okay, what is one of our issues from the soul perspective that we are really being called to be resilient? And you know, what came to me was like, um, I know there's anxiety, anxiety is rampant, there's depression, but what came to me was a type of, um, we are called inertia. And Everyone I've discussed this with, you know, we talk about it and say, yeah, I have this, uh, I have this pandemic fatigue. It's like I'm moving through fog and my will, you know, I got to work my will to get beyond this and to do my day and, you know, everything that I want to do and need to do. And, and so that inertia, I would think of that inertia comes from the, the anxiety and the fear and the depression creates uh, a low energy in the body, but we're also, uh, we're being restricted in ways that we have in uh, modern times we have never had to, to deal with. It's like being under house arrest. So our, yeah. our, yeah, our sense of, <laughs> of communities being messed with, we have to go within, we have to uh, bring in uh, these soul resilient frequencies. Um, of strength is to stand strong in our virtue, right? We're being tested right now. And there's a great cleansing going on. And we know it's such upheaval. I mean, I'm from LA. My car got uh, vandalized. We had to fix the window. But then again, you know, I know. And then, but this is synchronicity. Same car, right? This is yesterday. So the mailman comes and he delivers the mail. It's the same uh, wonderful man every day. So he comes up, he delivers the mail and I'm working, I'm, you know, I'm writing and, uh, my meditation healing office room and all of a sudden he comes back about uh, half an hour later he comes up the stairs and knocks on the door and I go to the door and he says by the way um, I found your credit card right outside near the driver's side of your car mm. on the ground and I just and I said oh thank you so much you are so blessed you are an earth angel it's like I thought of that same car right <laughs> synchronicity wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's been happening yeah. here too, actually, that my daughter's friend just had her car broken into. And we live in a very nice urban neighborhood, you know. Yes, we do. Why during times when people are suffering and there's so much pain, yes. why do people result in such chaos? What can we do? What, what is our part? What do you feel like your part is right now in this? to stay strong and resilient in the field, in my field of greatest love. Mm, to stand love. strong, what that means is to do that, I have to be very aware of my thoughts and my emotions because they will direct things. I have to be aware of, oh, I'm anxious today and I'm tired today. I talked about inertia. Now, to some extent, we are all 
experiencing fight or flight major in the world right now. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. this is a collective field. We are influenced by it. And the inertia to me, this is what can take me, you know, the fatigue is, oh, well, this is despair. Oh, well, I'll just sit here. It's fatigue and I don't really want to do any today. I just, I don't have to do anything today. It is a level of despair. When I had to recover from my brain tumor, a period of really years, one of the major things I had to deal with was I was sometimes dizzy, like had some vertigo, and I did have a level of fatigue. And I had to learn to manage fatigue with compassion for myself and go about my day. So maybe I'm going about my day. Maybe I need a break today. Okay, I'm going to sit in my chair for like five minutes, 10 minutes, I'm going to breathe. Or I'm going to go, I'm going to go take a walk. Um, I'm going to read some inspiring spiritual literature, reading, mm -hmm. could be anything, some sacred reading that makes me feel good. And I learned to appreciate that and work with it. I got a lot done. It was amazing what I got done, even though I was tired. So mm -hmm. I had to learn not to judge it, but manage it in a way that would make it appropriate for me for to accomplish my goals in my life. It was a great lesson for me, and it still is. Because much of the trauma, you know, I've had a lot of things coming through my physical body. I had to accomplish things with my physical body, not being maybe with someone who's more athletic, has great physical health. And still I had to carry on. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. I like that. So you had to manage it. I um, had to I, manage it. I love that. Yeah, I like that. You had to shift from that mind frame to say, yes. no, I am going to control this. It's not going to control me. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So let's expand on that. Okay. Um, okay. When you say I, my I uh, was, my I became connected to my sole source of greatest love and light. So it became, I'm, I'm communicating with, or you want to call it my higher self or God, whatever word is, it's appropriate for you beyond me. I'm connected to this universe of light and I would have to surrender that. So it wasn't my little I, but that I was okay. sustaining me. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We have an energetic template, so to speak, of all of our potential. And even there's a template of you that is completely whole. Even if you lose like an arm or a leg, you still have an arm and a leg. You still have the template there for the arm and leg. It opened my intuition, the, uh, the surgery did. And I knew intuitively, because we have this connection, that for me to really heal, I needed to connect with that part of me that, it, that holds my highest potential. And that is, you know, our informational field, our soul, however, our essence, you know. I had to, I had to bring that in. And... The way to bring it, a really simple way, is through appreciation. Um, I have a background with uh, the Institute of Heart Math. They help me a lot because they focus on the heart uh, and transforming stress in particular. But we all have this connection. So my heart was very, the whole field of my heart connecting with the information in my soul became very 
um, open because of the surgery. I mean, my brain function was down, but my, my soul essence was not. And that's what I, that's what I was drawing upon to um, heal everything uh, connected with that surgery. It was all aspects of me, you know, emotionally, mentally, and my physical body. But the bottom line of all the spiritual frequencies is appreciation is the simplest. It has a frequency that's composed of, it's a very basic level of gratitude, admiration, mm-hmm. when you admire something, admiration, and then awe. Now, awe is uh, a really powerful miracle frequency. When you combine them all together, we have access to miracle potential that's extraordinary uh, that we can connect with. So attitude, yeah, great gratefulness and awe yes and breath so the physiology needs to be involved so you when you connect your breath with that frequency and the particular heart focus helps because the heart this is all science now too this is really exciting um that the heart when we feel a spiritual frequency like say um just simple gratitude let's just focus on that that the message is coming in Uh, from the field, the quantum field, into the heart, then the heart's telling the brain and through the autonomic nervous system, this is feel good, this is health, this is wholeness, you know, this is peace and harmony. And so um, the whole physiology responds. And once I was on to that, that was really my task uh, throughout acute recovery, is to develop my awareness. And I still have to develop my awareness. I'm never done. I mean, we're all challenged to do that. But to, mm-hmm. to catch it, to, um, this is a great tool where you can say, hmm, what's my pitch right now? You know, take a stop and whatever you're doing, say, what's my pitch? Meaning, what's my frequency? Um, oh, mm. um, I'm kind of, I was kind of like worried today about how are we going to pay that utility bill? I'm a little bit behind. How am I going to do that? And there's a certain worry connected to the thought and it's in your body too. So you just, you eavesdrop, you develop awareness of what your thoughts and emotions are. And then you simply can take a breath and say, thank you. Thank you for my house. Thank you. I just paid the bill last month. You know, however, all the blessings you're giving to me um, that I'm receiving in my life. So the gratitude is really bottom line. That's like the easiest, the most difficult one is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. We're carrying around, you know, shame and guilt. Yes. Aren't even conscious to that. Kind of sneaky underneath, you know, um, the yes. shame and the guilt. And even the slightest tinge of a judgmental thought creates havoc on the, uh, in the nervous system. Because I use technology too. Um, heart math develops some technology to bring harmony uh, to the heart's rhythms. And, but it also shows you what your thoughts and emotions. It creates a really jagged heart, uh, beat to beat changes in your heart. Uh, oh. in it, and it can basically it, your immune system plummets for hours after uh, even just one single negative thought it's not to discourage us but no. what it tells me is we have the power to change that that is amazing so we can yeah. we can heal the planet i mean we can heal water with our with our positive emotions so you use an actual technology that proves that your thought will actually 
higher or lower your heart rate? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's called the M-Wave. So it's a handheld device, the M-Wave, but you also have it on your phone now, Android, uh, Mac. It's called the Inner Balance, and it really does train you. And so I will use that with my clients, not all of them, but it's amazing because it it truly helps give you focus. And even children do really well with it. I had a a nine-year-old girl. Oh gosh, this is well over a decade. And she had anxiety. And I I trained her to uh, really flip the switch on that, to uh, really bring uh, balance and harmony and peace to her heart, you know, through the simple steps I mentioned of breath and a change of attitude. And her anxiety, a lot of it came from she was seeing what was happening in the world. It was very sad for her and gave her anxiety. So she would she would take her her M wave device and to bed with her with her stuffed animals, and she would send love to Honduras. That was her thing at the time that she was very concerned with, and so she it empowered her. So yeah, the technology helps, but still, when I was recovering from uh, my surgery, the brain tumor, I didn't have the technology. I couldn't afford it until I went out and trained with HeartMath. Um, but I did it without the technology because it's so innate. You know, my dad died of heart disease. But, well, he actually, he passed because he needed a new heart, you know, and he didn't oh, yeah. have time. Yes. You know, he was, he was yes. on the heart transplant list and all that. Yeah. But he had had issues with his heart from a very young age. Um, yes. Well, his first quadruple bypass was when he was 50. But he was, and Mandy can tell you, he just had an amazing amount of anxiety. He was constantly working, constantly worried. And I was really following on his path until I wakened with awareness and and learned how to breathe and have gratitude, all the things that you said. But it really, truly is a killer. You know, if you cannot get a hold and bring awareness to your anxiety and stress, and I was just like that little nine-year-old little girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, it's, it's very scary. Yes, and we really right now is just called to, to be resilient in the frequencies of compassion, and, uh, gratitude, appreciation. Uh, letting go, being able to forgive. Uh, thats I know that's quite a process, but to be humble and kind and listen to connect with our soul. Really yeah, important. Yeah, just being still. Uh, you do a lot of meditation. I, yes. even, I went to your Facebook and I had, I had listened to one and thank you very much. I love your Facebook. Oh, thank and you. Your, your voice is very soothing and yes. comforting and very healing. You're such a great teacher, too. It's, it's an honor to have you. Thank you. I, Thank you. How did you come to a place in your life where you wanted to teach others and share? I was very shy as a girl. I always had an intuitive connection to the spiritual realm, but I was afraid of the way I saw adults being. So I was often in fear, and I was very quiet and I think I, when I was in school, I think I had a few teachers that thought I was, um, I don't know how you want to say it, maybe autistic or something. I didn't use that word. But what happened to me was that I had a really key people. 
what I call my earth angels come into my life and help me. I do want to talk about this because there are many listeners who, who do communicate directly with the angelic realm and those beings, the, call them the holy beings. I did have an experience as a young woman. I was 19 years old, living in Maine. This was decades ago, so <laughs> I was living hard life, depressed from my own connection. You know, I had some substance abuse issues. And anyway, I wake up at 5 a.m. and at the dawn, there's beautiful lights coming in my room, and I'm looking into the eyes of this extraordinary being. And this being was full of such light. He had like rainbow light coming out of his eyes. I had no fear. This was just love. And he communicated to me. This is really interesting because we all carry frequencies uh, that are nonverbal. But mm -hmm. these frequencies, they're creation frequencies that we hold. And we can communicate in what we could call soul light language. Now, at 19 years old, I had never encountered soul light language. This being is speaking to me. I can hear him in my heart. And it sounds like gibberish to me. I didn't know what he was saying. And all of a sudden, he switched to English. Ooh. And then I understood. It was really quite amazing. And he said, well, I'm here for you. You call upon me. And I really want, I want you to change your life. I want you to start living well. I want, and so he, he's talking to me and he's transmitting these lights out of his eyes. And all of a sudden I'm looking at him and he's disappearing. So he stayed there for a period of time and he disappeared. It affected my life for years. And I went around telling yeah. people back then and they had this glazed look in their eye. And I thought, well, okay. All right. I made that just shut up. Just don't say and talk about this. I started getting into energy healing and changing my diet. Uh, the substance abuse issues, it took quite a while. It took like a decade for me to really deal with them. But I did. Mm -hmm. So that's another way. It's not what we normally would experience. We receive soul communication in many ways. My story is kind of the same. I really? was I, Tell me. I was actually in a rehab for alcohol abuse. Yes. And I'll never forget my, my roommate was asleep. And this being came into my room as well onto like the window and yeah. the face was as clear as day. Yes. And the love, I was trembling and the tears yes. were just coming out, but it was like pure joy. Like I knew I was going to change and that everything was going to be okay. It was just this love that I've never, ever felt before. Yes. And I ran out of the room and went down to this gentleman who had given me his Walkman to listen to some music. And when I had the music on my, that's when it happened. And he, I knocked on his door and he opened it and he said, I already know. I already know. Oh. And the crazy thing, I never saw him again. Like, I think he was an angel as well. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they can dematerialize their bodies at will. So we don't always know. Mm -hmm. um, but we are hurt. I think I needed some kind of shock treatment like that to change because I was the direction I was going down and it was not good. And not with me at all, my sensitivities, my, you know, my physical body. Um, and so, yeah, that love was just, it, it leaves me on this. It's just amazing. Uh, extraordinary yes. love. Yes. Yeah. 
And I felt the same way. I was so excited about it. I wanted to tell everyone. And then I realized I was getting a couple of likes. People would take a few steps back like, yes. oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to learn just like myself. Sometimes you're ready to receive and sometimes you're not. <laughs> yeah. And now, yeah. And now Mandy would be like, hey, girl, let me just tell you about this one. <laughs> 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 I know we just uh, our soul threads you know of communication run through our life we just miss them sometimes because we're all stuck in our heads busy. And, yeah yes. busy busy so and what do you think the soul is how would you describe the soul the sum essence of the greatest love and light that we are and we're all unique in how we do that how we express that but that originally Yes, we are, we are part of this divine light, this great field of light. We're born out of that, and we separated from it um, as individual souls. I mean, if I could say, that's composed of our yeah. soul essence that holds these greatest fields of love and light. Yes. How do you help people with their soul communication? Is that what you do? So you actually yes. you help your clients connect to their soul? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, that is part of it. Yes, but I'm also a soul communicator myself. So um, explain that. Okay. I am trained and certified. Uh, it's like anything, you know, you have a gift, you want to really, you want to train in it, you want to extend it. And so I'm, I am a Tao certified soul communicator. My accuracy is 90% and above, which is very high. Amazing. However, however <laughs> uh, no human being will ever be beyond 98%. Even Edgar Casey was not. Because we are human, uh, we'll never be perfect. Someone wants a session for me, it could be for anything. It could be a relationship issue, physical body, it could be emotional, mental, I want a new job, it could be um, abundance issues, you know, finances, whatever it is. I would communicate with the soul of my client. I call in the greatest fields of love and light, and I will give a message, a guided message that's coming through that's channeled through me that is particular to my client uh, and what they need to move forward with. I also invite my client with a simple technique to open to their soul communication field. Uh, there is a soul access channel runs up the center of the body that communicates directly with this greatest love and light field. Uh, so to the extent that you're able to open to it, I invite that uh, for my client. So they actually experience to some degree their own soul connection. And it's, it's very profound. I also uh, use the light frequencies. I do uh, what's called my the cosmic Christ uh, sacred heart. Um, but I call upon this field of Christ uh, consciousness to come in um, and heal. Uh, whatever it is, whether it's anxiety or depression, I can focus on the physical body uh, to help heal a relationship, uh, whatever that might be. So I'm basically doing soul communication readings like, and I can combine uh, healing that goes with that. And also I have some folks that come to me that want like a soul essence life coaching. Uh, and I, I use uh, the heart math uh, work works with that too. It helps really support uh, the growth of soul intelligence, what they call heart intelligence. So that's more that's more of a long term, like a step by step. They want to become very proficient uh, themselves in their own soul communication. Either way, I can combine them uh, in a session. 
I do have something really wonderful though for everyone right now is I have a special soul session promotion that my clients can experience. Just go on my site, healthysoulhappylife.com. It on the navigation bar, just click on session. And that will show you more in depth about those sessions that I offer. But you have a really special promotion and a rate to experience a session. That's really one uh, way to start and to get a sense of how powerful you are and what you can receive from yourself. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for offering that. I can't wait to actually take advantage of that myself. Oh, wonderful. So thank you for offering that. Yeah. Yeah. When you had your brain tumor and they removed it, you said that it opened your intuition. Did you have gifts and abilities before that? Yes. It opened them more so. And then I I was thinking of something. You said that it depleted your physical, but your soul essence was still very, very strong and at a high frequency. Yes. I started thinking about a lot of people that that are diagnosed with autism or certain things. Yes. It seems it seems like a lot of times they have these challenges but their soul essence is just on this crazy high amazing vibration. Yeah, I just oh, I'm getting a big communication on that. My whole body just like I have the goosebumps all over my oh my hairs are standing up and <laughs> it go. Yeah. So, this is something that I connected to a year or so ago. I have a son who is autistic. And then I have an older son who works with special needs kids. And he was coaching a a basketball league for kids with special needs. And when I would go into the basketball gym, I would feel like you just described. My energy would just go bananas. And I realized because I was around these amazing souls. Yes. They are the closest thing to angels. They have very little ego. That's right. You know, if any. And they are almost the closest thing to God you could possibly get to. Yes. And here they are, just an abundance of love. That's why they're so sensitive, because they're empaths. They're like the rawness, like an angel on earth. They are. Yes, yes. I'm just getting so fried while you were talking. I said, yes, yes, yes. Isn't it amazing? But every time I'm around them, my whole body reacts. Yeah, yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Shanna had called me crying, and she was like, I just experienced the most beautiful thing I have ever seen. She and, and she goes, and I felt it in my body. She's like, the amount of love that was in this gymnasium and the energy that was in there was like nothing I ever felt. And I think what Shanna probably experienced is kind of what you and I experienced with the angelic being, like almost the same exact thing. Yeah. Yes. I just, oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I always feel that if people would be more kinder and, and yes. be more open to getting to know one of these special souls, that it could change their lives. It, I've seen it change my older son, all of my children's lives, having a child with a disability. It's changed all of us in many ways. Yes, it's like we learn to love. They've been teaching us love. Pure love. Pure <laughs> love beyond ego. And, yeah. Uh, we're all being fried on the planet right now about those issues. <laughs> Funny because the things that we're trying to 
lesson about ourselves. <laughs> yes, yeah. They're here to help us. We don't know that. We think we're they're helping here them. To, yes, they're here to teach us. <laughs> yeah, I just, the soul virtues are almost the exact opposite of what is admired in our culture. Thank you. Yes, so yeah. true. They don't see color. They don't see class. They don't see political views. Yeah, yeah. You know, they don't give a crap about that. My son could give a shit less of what his hair or his clothes or shoes look like. Well, he does care about WWE. I will have to say that. (laughs) (laughs) But just, you know, that simple mind that we're trying to get to because we are just so busy. We have so much clusterfuck in our brains. Yeah, that's the soul intelligence. So here you and Mandy, see Mandy had um, a near-death experience and you had the trauma. So here you guys actually got to that point where your egos were not important during your recovery whatsoever. They they were not important, is right. I had this experience like I was off and out of my body in acute recovery because it was so painful. I mean, this brain tube was huge. And so... I'd be out of my body in this vast space of all I could say, the cosmos and hearing divine sounds. And all I could think of was, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm part of every space. I'm part of that. And my body was like this little piece of paper compared to my consciousness. And I was very aware of that because I wanted to live. And it was pretty, I mean, what I had was huge. And I remember writing in my diary, still in acute recovery, maybe uh, month number two, say, okay. I'm mostly bedridden, but I could get up and I had to learn how to walk, but I could, I would spend a little bit of time getting up and walking a little bit. But I wrote in my diary, I know I'm going to become normal, I, but I, I don't want to ever be, I don't want to become what I once was. Wow. And I think about that and it's there in my diary. And sometimes I'm so well that I have to, it's a checkpoint for me to kind mm-hmm. of smarten up to, oh, I've, I've identified too much with material existence and stress, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's like a correction point for me, but yeah. You know, my recovery was a turning point for me as well because I was forced and I'm so grateful for it, but I, I was forced to slow down. I was forced. I couldn't lift my arms. Yes. I couldn't grab yes. something. I had to connect my mind, body, and soul in order to do the smallest yes. task of even taking one step. Yep. Yes. And I was mindful for the first time almost ever. Then plus you add in the near-death experience of me also, um, I believe my soul left and I was in this other realm. I knew I was never going to be normal again. Yes. Yes. I had just seen and experienced way too much. And then you add all of that together. And it's funny because my, what took me down was asthma. And when I had a respiratory therapist come into my home, she yes. said, you, you talk so fast, you forget to breathe. And I thought to myself, my whole life, I've had asthma since I was two years old. Yes. And no one ever taught me to breathe. Instead, they gave me inhalers and medicine and all of this stuff and said, this is what will make you breathe. But I never stopped and just learned to breathe. Life-changing. You had to learn by default then. Yeah, because I'm like stubborn. Me. I'm a stubborn-ass Taurus. And I'm so Taurus, too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a stubborn uh, Taurus. We, we all three Tauruses. Oh, my God. That is amazing. Well, our task is to bring heaven to earth. Okay. Yeah, we are. That's what we do. One. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. In a in a stubborn way. However, we get there. <laughs> I want to ask you. So you end up writing a book about your journey, how you came to have soul communication. You wrote two books, actually. Yes, the first one, the second one, I'm not. Um, I still have quite a bit uh, more to write on. The first one, though, I get reports of that my readers are experiencing their own soul connection through the reading of my memoir and that they're experiencing healing. This Ooh. is what I, I get. And that book wow. is mirror of my soul, sanctum of my heart. It's on my website, healthy soul, happy life. And there's an excerpt from there because they do go into, we are affected by the, our ancestors karma, so to speak. And we carry that and we are to transform that too, but they help us. They also help us. So it really goes into the soul connection and it's a short, it's a, it's not a long read. They're vignettes and they, when you read them, they reflect back to your soul. And that's, um, and I wrote the book to heal for my own healing, but uh, just to also help others and sharing that. So I'm very happy about that, that people can experience um, there. You should be very proud. I, I was reading all the reviews on it and you're right. You've helped so many people through sharing your experience. You should be very proud of yourself. There's two stories that stand out to me and they, these folks did not write a review, but um, can I share them? Yeah, please, please. do. See, the first one was young woman, in her 20s, I think she's maybe 27 uh, years old, and she had stage four breast cancer. She bought my book through a colleague of mine, and it was at night, and she was reading a, a part of it, and she said that she saw an angel. She had an experience of communicating with an angelic being uh, that she said was the book inspired her in her healing with that, and it really changed her life, and that's what her story. The other one is um, a woman she's older. She was in hospice and her daughter contacted me. She had that she was reading the book to her uh, from her bedside. And she said it helped her mom cross over with faith uh, in her soul connection. Oh. Yeah. She helped to cross over. Sounds like your book is alive. It's living. It's working spiritually. I love this. It's almost like a channel for people. Well, I, th I thank my grandfather, my ancestor. <laughs> In the, the yeah. Sicilian grandfather, because he encouraged me to write when I was 10 years old. His voice helped me write it as an adult. I mean, it's, you know, I published it in 2014. Yeah. I went through an ancestral journey over the past three years. I'm kind of coming out of it. I have healed. Yes. Present yes. and future. Yes. It was the most powerful healing I've ever gone through. You would be blown away. She was being so guided by her ancestors that at one point she was reading French and she didn't even know <gasps> how. Oh, so you were a gift of tongues. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. you were soul communicating. That's really, that's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they that's, wouldn't that's leave a, me alone. <laughs> they actually, of course. After I would heal one line, then the next line was almost like waiting in line <laughs> they'd be like okay it's my turn scoot it out you know All right, yes got, yes you got figured out the french the canadians and the pagans now it's my turn i want you to learn about the french creoles and it just was like one lineage after another was waiting for me to acknowledge who they were where they came from why it led to a generation of forgotten people many generations yes but yeah it was beautiful so I love that is part of what you have received as soul healing because 
I that's feel soul like, healing. Yes, it is that's, definitely a huge part of who we are, and we forget especially in America, you yes. know, oh, you know, nobody honors their ancestors anymore. They don't even know who they are. <laughs> well, it's interesting because there was one big family secret. Um, and I, in the book, I, I start my first chapter off with that in my book. Sometimes when we immigrate to America, it's because of some trauma. And so that's what I, I start off, but it was a family secret. My gr we Sicilian grandfather, before he died, told me this. No one knew his blood mother's name, first name, nobody. Yeah. And I think that everybody probably has that in their family. Yeah. And, you know, when you go back and you see what trauma or what pain was carried for that to happen. And, and if just by acknowledging it and saying, you know what, thank you for, for having to go through those things. Because if any one little thing changed, I wouldn't even exist. That's it's, true. Yeah. yeah, there's a purpose, and everything that happened prior is part of that, unfortunately, good, good or bad. Yes, and we help them clear uh, what they need to be clear here on the earth. That's quite a task. It um, is. So, yeah. Systemic racism and, yes. you know, this being in ancestral lines, and I can very much, and I'm sure you can too, I can sense the heaviness of the energy that I know that we'll have to get through fire to get out of it. But, we are, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we are holding it. We are. This is a transition too. Gosh, well, it has been so such a pleasure. Yeah. yeah. One more time, could you please tell our listeners where they can find you? And I know you have a lot of social media, but if you could just plug them in real fast, that'd be great. Okay. Um, my Facebook page is Jasmina Agrillo Share. You can reach me that way. Also, my website is healthysoulhappylife.com. You can go to my sessions page uh, on the navigation bar just click on sessions and also on the home page i have a free giveaway about the seven ways your soul communicates with you and you might enjoy that too you can leave your email uh, with that free giveaway and then oh, i'll have you on my list and uh, when i have promotions and so forth and events i can invite you awesome well yeah. your your last name couldn't be more fitting Oh, share. Yeah. Share. You know, in Louisiana, you know, a lot of people say, oh, share. Like, I think oh. it means that little, petite, or small baby. Oh, oh. In French. Oh, that's, so, that's sweet. How about um, maybe share, like, soul baby. Oh, soul yeah. baby. Like yeah, that. totally. Yes. <laughs> Love yeah, it. I'm a real soul baby. I'm a soul baby. <laughs> again, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. And yes. I would absolutely love to connect again. I could talk to you for hours. Thank you for blessing yes. us with your time and energy today. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a blessing for me too. So I feel really, really psyched now. <laughs> I, I know. Go forward in the day. <laughs> yes, me too. Thank you so much. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.